Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios in Panama City Beach, Florida. I'm down at the beach for Labor Day weekend. Props to my guy, DJ Big Boy, here on time. I think he might have slept overnight in the in the uh, radio station here. He was ready to roll. We are live in the Geico Outkick Studios where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Not the kind of guy to brag. But let me tell you this, the first blood bank guarantee of the college football gambling season covered with ease last night. If you read the site, if you listen to the show, I came out and I said, you know what's going to happen? We are going to end up with an easy win for Central Florida. They are going to dominate, absolutely dominate on the road against UConn. There is zero doubt about it. And then what happened? Central Florida went on the road. 156 to 17. The line was 23 and a half. You covered by a lot. Easy win. That's how college football gambling should start off. I got 13 gambling picks for you that I'll give you uh, probably maybe in the second hour today because we're going to talk to Jason Whitlock in hour three. We're going to talk to my guy Lance Taylor, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham here in hour one. But I hope wherever you are across the nation or across the world, you are having a great Friday morning and you enjoyed the start of college football. Big win uh, in conference play for Northwestern. Pretty entertaining game against Purdue. And Pat Fitzgerald, guy gets it done. Seven, eight, nine wins every year. It's become like a metronome up in 
uh, the Chicago area with Northwestern. They have dominated, relatively speaking, Pat Fitzgerald, probably one of the great underrated coaches in all of college football. You know who the most overrated coach in all of college football, though, is? And we're on the eve of a game that I think could make a lot of people come around on my side. It's Jim Harbaugh, University of Michigan head football coach Jim Harbaugh. I got a stat for you that's going to blow a lot of your minds. Do you know what Jim Harbaugh's record is in his last 15 college football games? Eight and seven. Eight wins, seven losses. That's almost as many losses as Urban Meyer has in his entire tenure at Ohio State. Now, you know I'm no great fan of Urban Meyer. I think he lied all about this investigation. Uh, we had a member of the Ohio State Board of Trustees who resigned. More power to that guy because he actually had the intestinal fortitude to step up and decide to uh, to resign. I thought everything about it was uh, was a joke of their investigation. But the reason why Urban Meyer got to keep his job was because he wins at an incredibly high level. In fact, I just told you Jim Harbaugh is 8-7 and seven over his last 15 games. Urban Meyer is 73-8 and eight at Ohio State. So in his entire tenure at Ohio State, Urban Meyer almost has the same number of losses as Jim Harbaugh does in his last 15 games. Now, if Harbaugh goes out and his Michigan Wolverine team wins on the road against Notre Dame, then there will be a lot of Michigan Wolverine fans who turn, get on Twitter, and immediately tell me how idiotic I've been to say that Jim Harbaugh is overrated relative to his college football performance. If he loses, team's 8-8. Eight and eight. If Jim Harbaugh loses to Notre Dame tomorrow, then Jim Harbaugh will have as many losses in the last 16 football games at Michigan as Urban Meyer has in all the years he's been coaching with Ohio State so far. That's a pretty remarkable stat. Yet we got guys like uh, my now, I guess we're FS1 colleagues because of the new television show that's going to start on September 10th, lock it in. My guy Skip Bayless out here arguing, oh, you know what? Jim Harbaugh is a better coach than Nick Saban. And then my guy Cowherd sees that argument and steps in on it too. He saw a bad argument Cowherd did, and he was like, I'm going to double down on this one. I couldn't believe what I was seeing on FS1 the other day. Skip Bayless drinking the Harbaugh juice, and then Colin Cowherd steps right up and says, you know what, I'll have what he's having. And they're both out here defending, spinning like crazy for Jim Harbaugh. Truth of the matter is this. Jim Harbaugh is the most overrated coach so far in the history of college football. That's just a fact. Relative to expectations when he got to Michigan, Jim Harbaugh has accomplished nothing. Now, if you're a bull, if you're an optimist, if you're out there on the Jim Harbaugh train, you can say, look, he's never had a good quarterback. He's gotten the absolute most out of every quarterback he's got, and now he's got Shea Patterson. What would make me a little bit nervous about Shea Patterson is this. So far, Shea Patterson has made a career running up really big numbers on teams that, frankly, aren't that good. And if you doubt me on this, i got a couple of stats for you on Shea Patterson. Now, look, I think Shea Patterson's a pretty good quarterback. I enjoyed watching him play at, Michigan, uh, at, at Ole Miss. He obviously came in early. 
top recruit. He didn't have a lot of support with all the messes that were going on at Ole Miss surrounding the tail end of the Hugh Freeze era. But here's some stats that will make you a little bit nervous. And this is from my buddy Chris Felica at uh, College Game Day. In eight career games against Power 5 opponents, Shea Patterson has thrown 14 touchdowns and 11 interceptions. He's had eight touchdowns and eight interceptions and a 49 QBR in the five games he played versus Alabama, Auburn, Cal, LSU, and Vanderbilt. All right. Alabama, Auburn, and LSU have elite defenses typically. California and Vanderbilt are not exactly the legions of the dominant in college football. Those numbers tell me that Shea Patterson so far is more myth than legend, particularly when you consider that Ole Miss has had really good wide receivers in the tenure that he was there. So this, I think, is a massive game. There are two other massive games to kick off the college football Saturday. Let me break those down for you. We have got what I think is the biggest game of the college football calendar week one between Auburn and Washington. Now, I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm on Auburn here. Auburn is going into the Mercedes-Benz Arena Stadium, whatever you want to call it, the new facility for the Atlanta Falcons that is just open on, I believe it's the north side of Atlanta, right downtown. Here's the truth, okay? Auburn lost to Georgia. They lost to Central Florida. They are not going to lose to Washington on Saturday night. They are not losing with a 95% home field advantage. They are not losing with Jarrett Stidham. They are not losing to Chris Peterson and Jake Browning and Washington. Now, talk about a quarterback I don't believe in. So far, Jake Browning has not been very good in big-time games against big-time competition for Washington. I don't think that's going to start against Auburn. Now, I was talking to one of my good buddies, huge college football fan yesterday, and he said, Clay, I heard your argument on Auburn. He said, I'd be a little bit nervous for this reason. Typically, Gus Malzahn Auburn teams have not started that fast. And he's got an argument there. For some reason, that Auburn offense doesn't really start to hit full gear until late October and into November if you look at the years when Auburn has been good. And I do think there's an argument to be made there, which is why I'm on the under as well in this game. But I feel very confident that Auburn is going to cover the round one and a half or two. That's the biggest game, the best game. Why does this game matter, you might be saying? Well, I'll tell you. My college football playoff four, Alabama, Clemson, Penn State, and Auburn. If Washington beats Auburn, then Washington's actually in pretty good shape to contend for a college football playoff spot. Now, Washington's not eliminated if they lose to Auburn. It's a tough road neutral game, big trip for Washington. If they're competitive and Auburn ends up being good, it's not like it eliminates the Huskies forever. But I do think for the Pac-12 coming off the 1-8 and bowl season, looking for respect in the college football universe, by far the biggest game is Auburn against Washington. I already told you that I think the second biggest game is Michigan-Notre Dame, and I think what's going to happen there is Notre Dame is going to win an ugly, hard-fought, low-scoring game. Third biggest game. This one I think is massive, too. Miami, Mark Rick, year three, going up against 
Ed Ogeron, LSU, year two. Miami is a touchdown, I mean, a field goal-ish favorite. This game being played down in Texas, and I think this is potentially setting in place a tough year for LSU head football coach Ed Ogeron. I think of all of the SEC football coaches, and we saw a lot of new ones coming in this year, I think that Coach O is in the biggest danger given the way that LSU's got to start this season, how brutally difficult this year's schedule is for LSU, and how unforgiving they can be down on the bayou, even if you got an accent that sounds like them. So I think Coach O is potentially in danger down in LSU. I think Lane Kiffin is looming there on the outside. Possibility. You want to talk about entertaining. Can you imagine if LSU hired Lane Kiffin and brought him in to bring back the Bayou Bengals to resurgence? That would be a hell of a story that would be impossible to miss. So those are the three biggest games, I believe. I'm on Miami in that one. I'm on the under. I am on, uh, I think there's no doubt, Notre Dame to knock Jim Harbaugh down to 8-8 eight and eight in his last 16 and mean that Jim Harbaugh has lost as many games in his last 16 as Urban Meyer has lost in his first 81 at Ohio State. I also think that Auburn is going to get it done against Washington. There are some early gambling picks for you. I'm going to talk with my buddy Lance Taylor up next. Those are the three biggest games in college football. Also, we're going to talk some about if we learned anything at all from the NFL preseason. Every NFL team was in action last night. The entirety of week four in the NFL. I'm going to talk some about this as we move on in the show. Is I believe the worst value relative to cost of anything that exists in pro or college sports. That is, I think the NFL gouging fans and charging oftentimes full price or any price at all for their fourth preseason game, is thoroughly unacceptable. I'm a season ticket holder for the Tennessee Titans. I can't believe that what they put on the field last night against the... Who were they even playing? I don't even know who they were playing. That's how bad the performance was last night. I can't... The Minnesota Vikings. I think it was the Vikings-Titans, right? Neither one of these teams put a player that's going to matter in the regular season on the field. I don't understand how in this era of competition, when everybody's got to go out and decide, hey, can we beat Netflix? Can we beat Amazon Prime? Can we beat your DVR? I don't understand how the NFL trots out four weeks of preseason, but I particularly don't understand how the NFL trots out a fourth, fourth preseason game and doesn't even often now play any first stringers or second stringers. The goal by far of the fourth NFL preseason game is to let all of the guys who are going to get their uh, pink slips, all the guys who are going to get cut, let them run around on the field and knock the crap out of each other because nobody else that has any significance on the season is going to be playing. I want to talk about that and what the NFL needs to do to remedy that absurdity of charging fans for not even a default scrimmage. It's better to go to practice in training camp and watch it, which is usually free, than it is to go and watch the fourth NFL preseason game. All that and more up next. My guy, Lance Taylor, he's going to join us. I'll have him run through 
all these games as well. But I got to tell you right now, you know what? We got the lowest unemployment rate of the modern era. You know how difficult it is to find good people right now if you are out there in the hiring market? Lowest black unemployment rate, lowest Hispanic unemployment rate, lowest white unemployment rate. Just about, It's impossible to get people. Unemployment rate's down to like 3.8%. So how do you find the right people to be able to ensure that your company thrives? I'll tell you, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. With results like that, it's no wonder ZipRecruiter is the highest rated hiring site in America. And right now, I want you to listen to me closely. My listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. ZipRecruiter.com slash Clay. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash C-L-A-Y. ZipRecruiter.com slash Clay. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Where does this rank in the all-time greatest rap songs? Danny G, quickly, where does this rank? Is this number one? This song or this album? The album is incredible, right? But this one, I think, is probably the one of everybody out there that people probably think of the most, at least I do, when I think of Biggie. Yeah, it's definitely in Biggie's top ten, and it's the song everybody thinks about. That was a, a huge hit right after he passed, obviously, and and he was promoting this right before he got murdered, unfortunately. Can you imagine if that happened today? It would be unbelievable in today's era to think about the way that people would react to this. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. LT, was that when you were working out in L.A. at uh, Universal Studios when Biggie got shot? In September of 96, right before Tupac was shot. He was shot September 13th of 96, and then Biggie was shot yeah. in March of 97. Big Papa, best song. Hypnotize is probably his anthem, and it was played yeah. during his funeral in Brooklyn, and people went absolutely nuts. you got to see that video. Um, and I think that probably is a top ten for most people. Uh, my 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 ultimate favorite though is Till I Collapse with uh with Eminem, which is kind of off the cuff a little bit. But anyway, big big fan of Biggie. Well, you're talking to Lance Taylor, ninety four five jocks down in Birmingham. Uh, anything surprise you last night, college football? Were you on Central Florida? I know you're a big gambler. How'd the picks go last night for you? I was two and one. I lost my big one. I had the over in that game. So I had to grind it a little bit with Central Florida, but we got home there. And then I had Tulane plus the seven and a half, um, which was a entertaining game. They lose in overtime to, uh, to a freshman quarterback in Wake Forest. But unfortunately, I had Purdue and, and the mistakes minus three in turnovers. And I cannot believe I grinded it out and stayed up till what was maybe 1130. I don't even know. I'm delirious right now. Yeah. Yeah. This is the question. You do early morning radio in Birmingham. Uh, I do obviously early morning radio here on Fox Sports Radio. And how often you switched. So you did middays forever and then you switch now to mornings. How often do you find yourself watching games? I went to bed before the Purdue uh, and, and I find myself in my head because I didn't have any money on the game. 
uh, thankfully. But I was thinking the, the Purdue game went on forever. The first half took like five hours of uh, Purdue Northwestern. And there's a lot of times where I find myself sitting on the couch watching games. And this is where I was last night at like 10 p.m. I was like, when my alarm goes off early t- tomorrow morning at 4.15 or whatever it's going to be, I said to myself, what is my reaction going to be? My fr- Is my first thought going to be, I'm glad I stayed up and watched the end of Purdue Northwestern? And if the answer is, no way I'm going to think that, then I go to bed before it was over. So you have to be thinking similar thoughts, but you had the game gambled on, so you wanted to see how it ended, right? Yeah, and I'm just I'm an idiot. I was just excited about the first official night of college football. It's one of the reasons I grinded it out. But I didn't realize Jeff Brom, and they kind of played this towards the end of the first half, and, you know, Herb Street was doing color for that game, and he brought it up. He said, man, we're, we're going to play close to a three-hour first half. And he said, here's Jeff Brom's post-game comments. And he was talking to his team, and he said, guys, we're going to take this game. We're going to play to close to midnight tonight. So it was almost like they knew this game was going to take forever last night. But I decided to stay up, stick with it, um, and, you know, Purdue almost grinds it out and, and, and gets the win minus the one and a half. But I will tell you, I don't, I don't think I can do this. Um, I'm like you. I'm a big Rams fan, and the Rams play in primetime four times. And think about it, when they kick off next Monday night, a week from Labor Day, they're the 920 Central kick. So that game won't be over till 1 o'clock my time, and I typically get up at 3.30. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm on back-to-back nights of about three and a half hours sleep. I've got one of these sleep number beds, and my sleep yeah. number score, I just checked it was 22 last night. That doesn't sound good. Be- no, they want you over eighty. It's like Elf. It said you got you know fifty six quality minutes of sleep. Oh. Killing me. Uh, we're talking to Lance Taylor. All right, so Saturday's games. You are down in the state of Alabama, and I think the biggest game by far is Auburn going up against Washington. What do you expect to see in that one, which could have long lasting college football playoff implications, even though we're playing that game uh, so so early in the season. Well, you know, I mean, the the, the pub's going to be all about the quarterbacks and Jake Browning, a four-year starter, and Jared Stidham, and we saw the what the Baylor transfer was able to do last year for Auburn winning the SEC West and really a half away from getting to a, a college football playoff. But really, when you look at the defenses, I think that's going to be the story. I think both have top 15 units. I think this will play low. Um, you look at Auburn. I mean, Clay, it's crazy. If you take away that throwaway game where they play between – they play an, an, an FCS opponent between Georgia and Alabama. This will be the fifth consecutive game they've played a top-10 team. Wow. Now, it, Yeah, and I don't think that's ever been done in college football. So, you know, Auburn's used to be playing – they're used to playing on these stages, uh, but they've lost nine straight top-25 matchups away from Jordan Hare. And on the other side, Washington's lost nine straight versus non-conference top-10 opponents. I lean Washington in this game. It's a really difficult game to handicap. Um, I don't know why. Maybe Miles Gaskin is the difference. I think Auburn's, uh, you know, going to suffer losing a guy like Kerry on Johnson. So before they replace him, I'll lean Washington in that game. But I think it's all about the defenses. And so you like the under, I'm assuming, if you're all about the defenses too. Yeah, I, I think it'll play low. I, I think it'll play into, you know, like a 23-17 type game. So, yeah, I like the under there. We're talking to Lance Taylor, 94.5, Jocks in Birmingham. All right, the other two big games, Michigan-Notre Dame. Are you as – I don't know if you heard the open to the show as you're driving in, but are you as down on Jim Harbaugh? Crazy stat, Jim Harbaugh last 15 games, 8-7. and 8-7 and seven for Jim Harbaugh. And putting that into context, Urban Meyer has only lost eight games in his first 81 at Ohio State. What's going to happen Michigan-Notre Dame? 
Uh, it, again, you know, I hate to ride fence here. That is such a difficult game because I, I'm one of those that I picked, and look, and I'm right there with you. Harbaugh has done nothing to impress me. I don't like the guy. He rubs me wrong. Um, but I've just got this feeling with this Michigan defense, and he's finally got his quarterback in Shea Patterson, a, a guy that actually can improvise and make some plays. Um, I've got a feeling Michigan goes 11-1 and this year, wins the Big Ten East, wins the Big Ten, and gets to the college football playoff. But to go 11-1, and you really got to win this game. And when I start to look at this game, it just it gets more and more difficult because I think, again, this game is going to be all about the defenses. So Notre Dame is listed as a one-point favorite. Here's another number for you. Jim Harbaugh is 0-6 is an underdog at Michigan, which is really incredible when you think about that. Yeah, it's not a good – he has not won that kind of signature game that you didn't anticipate him winning that can stamp his team as a legitimate title contender. All right, what about Miami and what about uh, LSU? Are you buying into Coach O in year two? What about Mark Richt in year three? Big-time game, I think, for both programs. How do you see it? Okay, so I think Miami's the better team, and obviously a team that started 10-0 and kind of imploded, uh, you know, lived off the turnover chain last year. And when they did win the turnover battle, we saw what happened down the stretch, you know, losing games in the ACC championship and then Wisconsin to the bowl. Um, LSU on the other side, I think this is a team that wins five or six games this year, but I like LSU in this spot. I just think their defensive front way too much against the Miami shaky offensive line. Miami lived off the turnovers last year. I don't know how good Joe Burrow will be getting his first college start the Ohio State transfer, but I just think uh, physically, defensively, um, Dave Aranda's unit's going to be a little bit better, so I think they'll grind out a win there. I like LSU plus the three and a half. Uh, another one of these games that I think goes under the total. What other games to you kind of leap out? I mean, I, I know there's you know the Virginia Tech-Florida State game, Tennessee-West Virginia, Alabama-Louisville. What games otherwise are kind of on your card to make sure you don't miss on Saturday? Uh, I know that sounds strange, and look, again, we're just salivating because we're college football fans, and we'll take anything we can get, um, i.e. me staying up all night watching Northwestern Purdue. But I think Ole Miss-Texas Tech Saturday morning at 11 a.m. is really interesting. Was surprised Matt Luke was able to keep it on the rails last year. This Ole Miss offense is going to be great. Well, I shouldn't say great. They're going to be really, really good coming off of 6-6. Six and six. Defense will be garbage. Probably the same with Cliff Kingsbury and Texas Tech. You know, it's a big pivotal year for Kingsbury and Lubbock. Um, their offense is always going to be good, but their defense is going to be garbage. So I think that'll be a complete track meet uh, at 11 a.m. Central Time on ESPN. So that that one should be a fun one to watch. Yeah, I'm on the over in that game uh, as well. It sounds like you and I are on a lot of the same sides, which makes probably you a lot more nervous than it does me. Uh, <laughs> and we're talking to Lance Taylor, 94.5 Jocks in Birmingham. All right, I got an off-the-board question here for you. Yesterday, I'm going to get the crew's opinion on this too uh, when we come back out of the break. Yesterday. So I'm down in Florida. I drove down to Florida with my uh, with my crew, my kids. Um, my seven-year-old has a dentist appointment. We drive to my dentist's office. Been going there for eight years. It's right downtown in Nashville. We live south of Nashville now. Traffic was bad. It took way longer than it should have. Show up at the dentist's office at 10.15, okay? Took my kid out of school because we're leaving at noon to drive down here for the long uh, kind of uh, Labor Day weekend, okay? So we walk in at 10.15, and I'm signing us in, and the front desk clerk says, sorry, you guys are too late. You're going to have to reschedule. 15 minutes late for the dentist appointment. Both of us, by the way. We put it on the same day. What would your reaction be if you were, if your dentist said, you're done, you can't come in? Uh, I'm going to find another dentist. 
So I'm gonna explain this. I'm gonna I'm gonna explain the situation and say we need to reevaluate here. We're 15 minutes late. I think you can go back there. You guys have a discussion and you find a way to work us in, or I'm gonna find another dentist moving forward. I've got three kids. I've got a wife. Um, we've got a lot of visits in the future. Maybe you don't need my business, but if you want my business, you're gonna find a way to get us in. See. I think all the time now, like, I'm not going to, you know, make a scene when somebody does, by and large, when somebody I think makes a ridiculous decision, I, you know, will point out that I think it's a ridiculous decision. And hey, then can I, just I point this out, Clay? You're always in situations like this. Is it, I don't is know it how a, it, Like, how does this always happen? That's what I thought when she, I thought she was kidding with me. Like, when we walked in 15 minutes late, um, you know, and again, the traffic was awful. We got caught in traffic. Like in Nashville, if you live in Nashville now, there's anybody listening in Nashville. It's like, yeah, you can't drive anywhere in this city right now. The population has just exploded. The roads haven't kept pace. I never would think it, but I mean, from my house, it's a 45 minute drive to get into downtown Nashville sometimes, even in like normal time. And we're like 18 miles away, right? I mean, it's yeah, not that far. I think that's far. a fair window on either side, 15 minutes, a little leeway, just based on the Nashville traffic. And, and really, also, I, I you know this, when you situation. go to a doctor's or a dentist's office, they're perfectly fine with having you wait, right? I oh, mean, it's not like... Gonna, especially the doctor. Yeah, I mean, you've got a 10 o'clock appointment, and you get back there at 10.50 sometimes. Yeah. So uh, so here's the other thing. Like, we've kept the same dentist, even though, because we used to live right downtown in Nashville. You've been where we used to live. Now we're outside the city a little bit. And so I was like, this this is a perfect opportunity to break up with him. So I was like, I, I would not have broken up with him. I w- I've been going for a couple of years, even though the drive was a long way. And so and then so when she said this, I was like, all right, well, can I say goodbye to the dentist? And she was like, "What?" And I was like, "Well, I feel like I should say goodbye to, to my dentist, and I'm not going to name him because I don't want to. I don't want to blow him up here. He's a good dude." And uh, and so I walk back, and I'm just like, "Hey, I, I don't want to interrupt. You know, he's working on somebody's teeth." I was like, "Hey, we've really enjoyed being here." Um, but I felt like it was like when you're in a relationship with somebody. You've ever been in a relationship with a girl or a guy, and you're like nervous about breaking it off, and then something happens, and you're like, "All right, well, this is it." You know, like I would have continued to kind of hang on here. But then, you know, like you forgot my birthday or it was like, hey, I really wanted you to be at this event that I was doing and you didn't show up at all. And you're like, okay, well, this kind of makes the decision easy. And so I was like, hey, appreciate it. Enjoyed the last eight years. Uh, We're going to pick a dentist closer to our house now and then just walked out. But I still am kind of in shock that 15 minutes later with my seven year old who I took out of school, you know, on that specific day, because I'm like, okay, well, we're going to leave at noon and be driving most of the day. I'll take him, you know, it's not that big of a deal for him. He's in second grade to miss the first part of the day. Uh, that they're like, oh, you're going to have to reschedule. And so I was like, no, we're going to change dentist and just walked out. Yeah. I mean, I don't, who makes that? I like, I felt like I was, that that was a crazy decision by them. And, and there's no reconciliation between you and the dentist because, you know, if this is a restaurant, they call you up, hey, come back in. We're going to comp you and the family. I mean, a dentist can't, hey, come in. We're going to give you a free cap. We'll give you a free cleaning. There's nothing they can do, but it's weird because the the dentist lives on referrals. I've had the same dentist twenty plus years, and I send people to her all of the time. Yeah, I've done the same so thing. That, like I, that I, blows I just, me away. I, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, of uh, bad customer service decisions, is there a worst of all of the entirety of the um, of the pro sports or college sports? 
Is there a worse product that charges full price than the fourth NFL preseason game? Um, I mean, you get nothing out of it. So I had right? one TV on the NFL Network doing the little whip around last night, but I mean, it's just it's nothing but backups, and I can't believe I gave out five plays in the NFL last night. That's how that's how sick and addicted I am. Uh, but yeah, there's nothing worse than that outside of the Pac-12 Network, which is impossible to find. And that's another story where I had to mirror my cell phone to one of my smart TVs to search for the Pac-12 Network. How DirecTV does not have a deal with the Pac-12 Network? Larry Scott should be embarrassed. Pac-12 is not a conference. It is not a conference in, until you can get on major networks where people can find you. I'm with you. I mean, it's it's incredibly frustrating. I've got DirecTV down here in Florida, and I was in the same position. I was like, oh, I'm kind of curious. I want to see how this Utah game goes. And I was like, oh, crap. I've got DirecTV. I can't watch the Pac-12 network. Now, back home, I've got Comcast, and I can be able to pay for it. I mean, to me, it's just part of the larger issue that I think we're going to see more and more of. You should be able to watch any game that you want to watch. And this is my thing on the NFL with why NFL Sunday ticket drives me crazy, too. Play, when I'm down here in Florida, I've got it. DirecTV. Yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, all right, my man. I will uh, – good luck on the gambling picks this weekend and uh, enjoy the opening weekend of college football. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, sounds good, Tony. That's Lance Taylor. Go follow him on Twitter at the Lance Taylor 94.5 Jocks in Birmingham. They have got a great morning show. Uh, if you are a college football fan and you're working through the uh, the state of Alabama or anywhere else in the region, uh, make sure you check those guys out. Uh, Lance Taylor, Jim Dunaway, Ryan Brown, really good show that they do uh, every morning there in uh, Birmingham. Uh, I, of course, am Clay Travis, and the guy who tells us what's going on in the world of sports, he's Eddie Garcia, and he's with us right now. Thank you, Clay. Let's give you a Geico scoreboard. College football on Thursday night. We had one ranked team in action. Number 21 Central Florida rolled at UConn 56 to 17. Golden Knights are 13 and 0 last season. Now 1 and 0 this year. That's the nation's longest winning streak at 14 in a row. Also wins on Thursday night for Texas A&M and Jimbo Fisher's coaching debut. Oklahoma State, Utah, Minnesota, and Northwestern all picking up Thursday night wins. In baseball games of note, Diamondbacks down the Dodgers 3 to 1. Arizona now with a game and a half lead on Colorado atop the NL West. Dodgers are two back in the NL West and two and a half back in the and a wild card. Rockies lose to the Padres 13 to 2 in 13 innings. We have had 3 to 2 in 13 innings and 11 innings for the Brewers to beat the Reds 2 to 1. So Milwaukee now with a two game lead on Colorado for that final wild card spot in the National League. Cubs over the Braves 5 to 4. Chicago's lead on St. Louis in the NL Central still at four and a half games. Cardinals kept pace with a 5 nothing win over the Pirates. Astros lose to the Angels 5 to 2 while the A's fell to the Mariners 7 to 1. So Houston still with a two and a half game lead on Oakland atop the AL West. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Good stuff, as always. Final segment, hour one. Uh, I'll quiz the boys on what they think about me not being able to get my dental treatment. My teeth. I'm in t- from Tennessee. This is dangerous. Uh, and we'll also start to talk, and do they agree with me, that the NFL preseason week four is the worst of all of the values in pro or college sports. We'll discuss. Hour two, I'm going to open up the phone lines for you guys and ask you this question. With the return of college football, what is your irrationally bold prediction as we move into, again, the return of college football. Rejoice. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm Clay Travis. I'll keep the coverage Friday edition live from Florida on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. 
Notorious B.I.G. kind of morning. Welcome back to the Geico Outkick Studios. Summer's here, which means it's time to get to the ballpark. But without a working car battery, you'll be watching from the couch. Luckily, AutoZone offers free battery testing, so you can be a part of the action with free services from AutoZone. You can't lose. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Yeah, Clay, What do you guys think, Danny G? Really quick, had to take you back to ready to die, because in my humble opinion, that was Biggie's best work. Warning right there. As far as the dentist with you, uh, you got me kind of nervous because how ironic I have a dentist appointment after the show this morning. What time? So what do you think your <laughs> dentist will do if you show up 15 minutes late? I, I'm nervous now because I didn't really think about it. And um, Coop, when he was wrapping up Ben Maller's show, he heard you talking about that. And he told us in the studio here, he was like, oh, yeah, that happens all the time. He said it's happened to me a couple of times. So I guess dentists just are very tight when it comes to the time you're supposed to be there uh, my appointment's going to be 10 30 a.m i'm thinking i'm i should get there what 10 5 what do you i mean <laughs> i didn't know what if i knew that if i'm a minute late for my dentist appointment i don't get to go like what is the cutoff point because i would have just been like screw it i'm not even going to finish the drive there and like I, I don't know i feel like if you're there and then you add in the fact that you're there with a kid it's kind of a no-brainer that you still get it done. Yeah, there's got to be some sort of uh, grace period, too. 15 minutes, that's that's nothing. I could see if you were a half hour late or or more, but 15 minutes, come on. I, I don't care if uh, you, you're running a tight ship and, and you have a ton of appointments back-to-back. 15 minutes needs to be an acceptable grace period. 15 minutes can save you money on car insurance. <laughs> That's what a lot of people were tweeting me with all the Geico outkick ads. I mean, I could have, I could have saved a lot of money. I, I don't know with the kid too. And I'm like, I, I at this point now, I don't even think I react like a normal person would react because I assume that everything that I say or do in public is going to be public. Does that make sense? Like somebody will see me and be like, "Oh, I saw Clay Travis and he threw a fit <laughs> at the dentist's office when he didn't get to go in." And so I didn't. I was just like, I thought I was being pranked. So first if you, of all. so if you weren't on the radio, you would have stabbed the dentist in the neck. With <laughs> yeah, a probably not. Probably not that aggressive. But I mean, I think I would have if I were a normal person. I would have been. I would have reacted in a more upset fashion because uh, immediately I was like, I think I'm getting pranked. And then I was like, really? You know, like, and, and my, I've got my seven year old next to me and he's like, dad, what are we going to do? And I was like, I guess we're just going to turn around and drive back home. Clay, what yeah. I want, what I want to know is what, what did mom say when you got home? Oh, that was the other thing. I'm glad <laughs> you asked because when she said, I swear to God, the first thing I thought was Uh-oh. my wife is going to blame me for this. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like immediate, <laughs> like the very first thing I thought when she said, like, I want to go to the, like, look, I'm from Tennessee. I certainly need to go to the dentist. Especially with a game against West Virginia in the, uh, you know, in the gingivitis bowl that's going on this weekend in, uh, in Charlotte. And so I was like, look, I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like my first thought in my head was my wife is going to blame me so much because the kid's not in school, right? We took him out of school because we're leaving at noon to co- go away for the weekend. And the reason why I didn't go to school this morning for the half day was because I was taking him to the dentist. And I know, I know, I don't know about other people's wives. It doesn't matter who's at fault. I get blamed for everything. In fact, the first thing I said when we got back in the car was I was like, you know what? Lincoln, who's my seven-year-old, I was like, a part of me just wants to lie to your mom and pretend that we actually went to the dentist today (laughs) 
just so I don't get blamed for this. Because I was like, you know who's going to get blamed for this? And he was like, oh, yeah, you're going to get blamed, Dad. It's like... Uh, like my seven year old's usually uh, like on my side for everything. So I don't know if you guys remember this, but we, it's, we had snow and like my car just skidded out and I hit a tree. Oh, that's like right. A, yeah. Not like a, a ton of damage. Like I wasn't going very fast. I was going like 10 miles an hour, but I hit a tree, southern guy in ice and snow. Uh, and so, uh, you know, I did like, I don't know, a couple of grand in damage to the front grill, which sucks, but it wasn't like the car was really that messed up. And I swear to God, the minute, this kid's going to be an incredible, uh, frat fraternity pledge class member. The minute I hit the tree, cause I was like, uh, he was like, I was like, man, your mom, this first thing I thought when I hit the tree, I was like, my wife, you know, you, I said, your mom is going to let us, let me have it over this. He was like, don't tell her. I said, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, I swear to God, he's like, get out of the car. He's like, you can get out. We get out of the car to go look at the, at the front of the, the, he's like, she's not going to notice. There's like a couple of like metal things just hanging off the front of the car. I'm like, I think she's going to notice. He said, no, just don't tell her. Just, uh, we're going to just, we'll go get donuts. We're going to get donuts. I think he's like, we'll go get donuts. We'll come back. We won't tell her anything at all. I was like, you want to lie to mom? He's like, oh yeah, we got to lie to mom. And so uh, I think he would have lied, but that was my first thought when we didn't get in the dentist was, and, if, and sure enough, I call my wife and I'm like, yeah, we're on the way back. Like she's like, well, that was fast. I said, well, yeah, we were 15 minutes late. She's like, oh, why were you late for the dentist? And I said, why well, the traffic was bad. So like, you should have planned for the traffic. And, yep. and so immediately, it doesn't matter oh, what man. somebody does. Yep. She's always on the side of the person who's against me. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how I married someone who was always on the opposite side of whatever. Like, I am always at fault. It doesn't matter what happened. So I told him, I was like, your mom's going to blame me. And he's like, you're right. Mom's going to blame you, Dad. It's your fault. Uh, Clay Travis, next hour next. I'll kick the coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. 15 minutes mattered for me. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's hour two. It's college football Saturday, first Saturday Eve. And I hope, like I said, I started off the show. I hope you listened to me and you took Central Florida and you got rich last night with the easy cover, 23 and a half. What did they end up winning by 39? I think something like that. It wasn't close at all. And so um, I thought since it's college football Eve, and we'll do this for the NFL too, I would like your wildest, most outlandish picks that you are confident in for the season. Predictions. Things that are going to happen for your team, for another team. Whatever your most bold, fearless prediction is for this upcoming college football season, I am going to open up the phone lines 877-996-6369 and allow you guys to weigh in. You can also weigh in on whether the dentist was in the right or the wrong. Were you team me? Or you team dentist. 15 minutes late, you don't get to go. Me and the seven-year-old. All right. All of that. My fearless prediction is this. LSU is going to go six and six. And Lane Kiffin is going to be your next head football coach in Baton Rouge. That's a pretty bold prediction. You heard me tease it a little bit with Lance Taylor last guest, last hour. I'm telling you right now, my bold prediction for college football this year is that LSU, I think they're going to lose this opener to Miami. I think they are going to fall all the way down to 6-6. Six and six. And even though it is only Ed Ogeron's second year, I think that LSU will fire him and hire Lane Kiffin 
to replace him. I know the rest of the crew are not huge college football fans, so I will not put them on the spot right now, but I am told they have audio that they want to play for me. So in the meantime, you guys can load up the phone lines, 877-996-6369. You just heard my bold prediction. For college football this year, LSU goes 6-6. Six and six. They fire Ed Ogeron, and they hire Lane Kiffin to replace him down on the bayou. Can you imagine how wild it would be to have Lane Kiffin going head-to-head against Nick Saban every week, every day, all year round? The zaniness that would ensue would be mesmerizing. Uh, what audio do you guys have that you want to play? Okay, so... Clay, to set this up, I do have to explain that our VP of programming, Scott Shapiro, he's been working with me a little bit behind the scenes because we're trying to get you, you know, just, uh, what can I say, next level savvy with professional radio teases. So in other words, after... See, here's my thing. Here's my thing for people out there. <laughs> I think that professional radio teases sound so fake that like I typically d- don't do them a lot. Yeah, yeah, like I hate I hate radio guy. Like, oh, next with us, you want to hear like <laughs> all about what team? What team is going to be so good next year? Stick well, with well, us. It's like, not, it's my not, argument it's is not so much that. Here's the thing. So sometimes you'll go on a 15 to 17 minute rant. Sometimes 30 minutes without commercials, and you're supposed to leave just a little bit of meat on the bone at the end. So that you can extend the listenership by saying. Yeah, but I think it sounds so fake to be like, I could have told you this thing already, <laughs> but instead I'm going to tell you after the break. Like to me, the people who hang on for that are so yeah. stupid that I want them to go listen to Mike and Mike <laughs> oh, instead. No. I'm going to be honest with you. If right, you are so, so stupid. So anyway, we're so, working okay, on the teases. So old traditional teases versus new, uh, you know, futuristic radio like you do. All right, so we're, we're futuristic we're, radio is maybe a, maybe an exaggeration of what I do. We're marrying the two worlds together. So you know, there's been some good teases, there's been no teases, and then there's been a tease like this. Travis, next hour next. I'll kick the coverage. <laughs> Play it one more time, Roberto. That's, that's right. Next hour is next. I, mean, I don't know how more honest you could be than that. So that's Scott, next level teasing to so me. So Scott Shapiro sent me an audio collage recently of all the best radio teases that happened on our network over maybe 11, 12-month period. I'm wondering if this is going to be on the next audio collage. Travis, next hour next. I'll kick the coverage. Next hour next. Who does it? I mean, you want to talk about truth and and broadcasting and honesty? Who's not tuning in for the next hour next? I mean, that's going to happen every single time. Oh, The clock doesn't stop, baby. I'm just letting you know the next hour is next. Put that one in the archives, uh, Roberto. We're going to get uh, some requests from management for that. What you guys can all do is just listen to every segment, and then, I mean, look, our numbers are <laughs> off the charts. Imagine if I was, like, fake radio DJ DJ guy, and I was like, I could have told you this information that I think you would like to have when you were listening in the last segment. Instead, I purposely didn't tell you, so you would have to sit through all the commercial breaks and come back on the other side. What you should know is that you get to listen to me every segment for three hours. I don't know what better gift I can give you. That's the way the show is. I go to commercial break for three hours, and then I come back on the other side. You get to hear me on both sides of the commercial break every time. And the next hour is always next. All right, let's load up the lines. (laughs) 
so I don't have to tease. 877-996-6369. Is Eddie Garcia but here, or he, is Eddie like, is he like, no, I don't know. Like, Eddie, Eddie's there, and before you get Eddie. to his, I actually have a um, pick for you. You know, Oh, so you have a, a fearless prediction. I do, and then I know Eddie, out of the L.A. crew, Eddie's definitely the biggest college Well, I wanted to get fan. Eddie's opinion. Eddie is very reasonable. I wanted oh, to get his teases? opinion on the, uh, well, no, on the dentist. I haven't heard oh, from gotcha, him yet. Gotcha. But, yeah, what is your fearless prediction? I'm going to say that Jim Harbaugh's seat cools a little bit. I know you're not his number one fan, but I think they're going to bounce back from that eight and five season and win at least nine games. I know that, that's a that's not a fearless prediction. Well, yeah, the it is because you, you have him, nine. You have you're saying fired, I think that though. exactly what everybody expects to happen with Michigan is going to no, happen. Your that's fearless not prediction. True. Your fearless prediction is. And the common wisdom is right about Michigan. They're going to go nine and three. That's literally the uh, most no, exe- ex- expected his, outcome. That is not. I'm saying his yes. seat cools. You're saying he's a dead man walking. No, I'm saying he's going to be eight and eight because they're going to lose to Notre Dame tomorrow. You just came on You're your wrong. fearless he's prediction be, for college football. First was, off, they're not Michigan losing. Michigan is going to be exactly what you think they are based on the entire offseason. They're not losing to the Irish in his seat cools. That's my prediction. It seems not that hot. That's the worst fearless prediction ever. <laughs> it's hot on your show. It's yeah, I'm the only person. Cowherd and uh, Bayless said he's the greatest coach. He's better than Nick Saban. I, I couldn't believe it. I almost fell out my chair when Nick when when Skip Bayless said it, and then Colin Cowherd doubled down. It's like I was playing blackjack in Vegas last weekend. What Cowherd did would be like the person sitting in front of you has got a pair of tens sitting against the dealer's five. And the guy's like, I'm going to split the tens. And then they hit, and they get like two fours, you know, and they're sitting at 14 and they don't want to hit again and go bust. So they're getting 14 against the five. Cowherd sees that happen. And then he's like, you know what? Split the face cards for me too. It's crazy. You see somebody right. make a bad decision and you go right off the edge of the cliff with them. All right. Pac 12 love then. Stanford will be in the playoff mix. The number four spot. All right. That's a, that's a fearless prediction. Stanford into the playoff. What do you think, Eddie, about me getting rejected? You might, you might be like my wife and, you know, root against me regularly in all conflicts, but you show up 15 minute late for your dentist with your seven year old and you're told you have to reschedule and you have to leave. Aggressive? Whose side are you on here? Well, first of all, I, I'm very much, uh, I'm glad you think I'm the level headed one on the show, so I appreciate that, but. Well, it's not a high standard. Well, that's true. Uh, but no, but as you were talking to Lance Taylor about this, and I was asking myself about this, I completely agreed with him, and I know that you're a big deal there in Nashville, and people know you, and you don't want to come off like you need special treatment, but 15 minutes is not that unreasonable. And as you said, Dr. Dennis, that's normal that you're gonna, you're gonna wait at least 15 minutes before you get seen by the dentist or the doctor. So I would have done exactly what Lance said. I would have said, okay, well, you're either gonna see us, now or we're going to find a new dentist and i would have been very I didn't comfortable want to make a, I, understand. I didn't want to make a scene because everybody's going to be like guess I what that. i mean if, if you know me and you're in the dentist then you're going to be like guess what i saw clay I travis was like i'm going to leave the dentist and i i am the exact opposite of guy who wants something right like i my wife's always like hey uh this concert's going on do you think you can get a stick i hate asking for favors i'm always like yeah just go on StubHub and buy the tickets you know like let's you want to do something we've got the money to do it now just go do it and so I hate asking for favors in general. So I just immediately think, like, again, I thought I was pranked. And then my second thought was my wife is going to blame me for this. I was more upset about the fact that I knew I was going to get blamed and my wife was going to be mad at me because I missed the, doc- the dentist appointment than anything. Understood. But, again, 15 minutes to me is not 
long enough for someone to cancel an appointment on you. So I think I, I would, you were in the right on this, uh, if you would have said either see us now or we're gone. Here's my other question. Why do you have to make dentist appointments six months in advance? Like if I want to get my hair cut, I just decide to walk in and get my hair cut. If it would be crazy if I was like, if when I got my hair cut, they were like, okay, why don't you schedule for three months in the future? I never know what my schedule is going to be six months in advance. So they're like, oh, how does, you know, like if I were rescheduling, they're like, how does November 22nd sound to you? I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know how next week is going to sound to me, sound to me with my schedule. Why do you have to make dental appointments six months in advance? Why can't people just go to the dentist whenever they want, like they go to get their hair cut? All right, I have, I have Paul no Pass idea. from Dan Patrick no Show. Idea. Is that has anybody ever asked that question? Like, why do you have to schedule a dental appointment six months in advance? It's weird because you'd think they'd want the business and not want you walking out of the building. But I say you do this, Clay. You go back for the dentist next time. And if you're, you know, whenever you go to the dentist, it, you never walk in. Like, if your appointment's at eleven, you always walk in at eleven fifteen, eleven thirty. I'm talking like you're in the building, but when they bring you in, you always right. have to wait. So, so next time you have an appointment, if they make you wait fifteen minutes, walk up and say, you know what, you guys were late. You're going to have to reschedule just on principle and walk. Yeah, I I like that idea, except that also inconveniences me because I'm already there. But that's pure you, dude. You you like being inconvenienced and inconveniencing people. So do it just on principle and then go, go back to your regular cycle of going to the dentist. Well, let me ask you this. Why can't you just go to the dentist like you get your hair cut? Like I have never in my life, and maybe I'm, maybe it's just because I have perfect hair. Like I just walk into Supercuts or wherever. If anybody does like cheap haircuts... Why aren't they advertising on this show? Sports clip, whatever it is, I'll walk in. I have never, this is true, 100% Lord's truth. I have never in my life had a haircut appointment, right? I'm just like in the mall, and I'm right. like, you know what? I kind of need a haircut. You walk up, you get your haircut. Maybe if there's a little bit of a wait, you're like, eh, I don't want to wait 20 minutes for a haircut. I'll come back some other time, right? And my yeah. hair is fine. Why can't the dentist be like that? Well, I think if you go to the dentist's office or call the dentist's office and there's not a wait and there's not, it's not hard to get in, you think, wow, this guy can't be very good. It's got to be bad for business to have just an empty waiting room. I mean, I understand why the dentist people want you to be booked at their place for six months in advance because it makes their job easy. But why shouldn't you just be able to walk in and get your teeth cleaned like you, like I don't have a set haircut schedule, right? If I go in three months, it works. If I go in eight months, you know, eight months, probably a long time, but whatever. I, I just kind of go when I think, oh, my hair's getting a little bit long now, right? Same thing with the kids. Never had an appointment. It seems to me that the haircut industry is doing fine without most people having six month in advance appointments, right? I understand like my wife, God knows that she, like every time she goes to the, the, the hair place, I checked the bill and I'm like, how is it this much? Like, how did you schedule it this far out? Like, I understand some people, they need the rigorous hair treatments and everything else. And women are like that. For me, for most guys, you just roll in to get your haircut and you leave in 15 minutes. Well, you're completely right about the wife situation where I can see how you try to make another appointment, get the kid in and just pretend it happened. I once, I had this old 91 Toyota Land Cruiser and I got a little bender bender. I just took it right to the body shop, dropped it off to get it fixed. And never mention it until right now on the air with you. And unless my wife's listening, she still doesn't know about it. There you go. So, so when you have situations like this, immediately, I swear to God, the first thing I thought when I, when she was, I thought it was a prank first. The second thing I thought was, my wife is going to blame me for this. Of course, I, like immediately. Of course, that that's how we think. Like you could even like be in a car accident where you get a little banged up, and you're still thinking. Boy, oh boy, you know, I'm not going to be home for dinner. I'm not going to be home to pick the kids up. This is going to cost me a lot. And beyond the cost of the car. 
Why do you think wives root against their husbands? Like, I don't think there's anything <laughs> oh, that my what? wife my does where I my, root my against phone it. is breaking up, Clay. I, 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 sorry, I, I got... I got, I got. Paul Fapps trying to stay out of trouble there. Why do you, that's a great question. Why do wives root against husbands? It's like having the worst teammate ever. You know, like imagine if like you're the quarterback or you're the wide receiver or whatever. Whenever there's a bad pass, it's like the wife is like, oh yeah, I totally expected this, right? Like if you're playing football and the ball gets thrown down the field and there's just like the the balls over the head and you just see the wide receiver like standing there with his hands on his hips and he just shrugs his shoulders like yeah of course you couldn't hit me i was wide open like why do wives expect so little of their husbands is is this just in my household or is this a general marital situation where it seems to be that both wives expect very little of their husbands and also frequently are bad teammates and rooting against us like, I don't remember the last time something happened and my wife was like, oh, that's that stinks. I feel bad for you. That shouldn't have happened to you. It's always like, well, why were you late? It's always, why why didn't you do this or why didn't you do is that? Is this just, Roberto, is your wife the same way? Like, yeah. she's not rooting for me. Like, yeah. I feel like immediately, like, you could, if, if there is a 50-50 proposition and it could be 50% my fault or it could be 50% uh, the other person's fault, she immediately takes the other person's side. Yeah, well, my wife's, likes to be on time for everything and i'm i'm like more laid back so it's kind of a we bump heads there a lot yeah and also by the way if your wife is complaining about somebody that she works with and you take her co-worker's side she won't talk to you for like a week (laughs) oh yeah right like there's no symbiotic relationship here and it doesn't matter you might hear that story and be like you know if i'm assessing blame here i think you're like 80 percent of the blame right like everybody has heard a wife's story and you're like Man, you kind of seem like the jerk in this story. I'm kind of on the other person. Good luck telling her that. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't. But every single thing that we do, we're on the wrong side. Yeah, it's it's like she asked me, like, how's my day? And I tell her my day It's like maybe two minutes long. I tell her, oh, how was your day? And her day could go on for like 10, 15 minutes. And she's telling me about her, her, her whole day. And it's just goes on and on sometimes yeah it's the same thing like my wife will start to tell a story and like there's like 15 minutes of back action to the story and then it's like i just what happened you know like i've been sitting here for a long time (laughs) just get to the part of the story so you need to know that like my aunt did this and then my grandma is like this is 14 years ago yeah Yeah, this is 14 years ago i don't need to know that i need to know what happened 10 minutes ago exactly details i don't care about the history on details on top of details and then when they look at you they're like you're so quiet. Exactly. Well, I don't yeah, need to yeah, tell yeah, you every little detail every little of detail, my day. No. I deal with it. I drink and silently stew <laughs> and marinate in my anger. Um, and you, let's do, go and to, you do your next segment next. I do my next segment next. Ben, by the way, we need to load up the phone lines for our fearless predictions. But Benton and Charlotte has it to play my play my incredible tease for people who might yeah, have missed it. Hit that, Roberto. This uh, happened at the end of last hour. Travis, next hour next. I'll kick the coverage. Next Did I just do that next. last hour? Yeah. Oh. Oh, that was a good one. Uh, all right, Benton wants to react to my incredible radio tease there. Hey, Clay. Yes. Hey, uh, I just want to know who said it. Were Michael Jordan the ceiling is the roof or Clay Travis the next time? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan the ceiling is the roof was an incredible line. Next hour is next. I mean, I don't know. The ceiling is the roof. I mean, I think is also true. You know, Jordan and I are both just poets and sometimes people, I'm sure this happened to Emily Dickinson back in the day. 
she was like the the you know the it's a it's a horrid hooting stanza and chases itself down down something like that. That was one of her most famous lines. I bet Emily Dickinson people didn't understand her language either. I bet when Emily Dickinson went out to the corner store uh to go buy some porridge, I bet when Emily Dickinson was buying porridge, she had difficulty interacting with people and they were like, "You know what? Your poetry needs to have more catchiness to it." And she was like, well, I'm doing this thing called free verse, and it works better. And there were a lot of people out there like, why don't all your lines rhyme? And look who's the star now. Emily effing Dickinson, people. I'm the Emily effing Dickinson of Sports Talk Radio. What do I have to do? Lending club. We got so many ads on this show now. That's what they should be worried about. The fact that I got so many ads to do now, I can't even keep track of anything. You You should tease the sponsors. I should tease the sponsors. Up next, another ad. Borrow up to $40,000 to pay off your high interest debt or credit cards with Lending Club. Go to LendingClub.com slash iHeart today and check your rate in minutes. That's LendingClub.com slash iHeart. That's not the emoticon. I-H-E-A-R-T slash iHeart. All loans made by Web Bank member FDIC equal housing lender. Your calls... 877-996-6369. The next hour is next on Fox Sports Radio. Next hour, next. Next hour, next. It's next hour, next. Friday edition, Snoop Dogg bringing us back here in the Geico Outkick Studios. Uh, welcome back. Uh, car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. You can find me on Twitter, and many of you are. A couple of bold predictions out there. Matt Whaley says uh, Syracuse going a strong 7-5. and five. That would be a bold prediction. Brandon says Alabama's going to win the national championship. That would not be a bold prediction. That would be a Danny G-esque prediction. This is bold. Uh, Lovey Smith wins coach of the year this year. The Illini wins eight to nine games. That would be great. Chef out there says, Clay Travis, 100% correct. Fake teases piss me off and make me want to change stations. That's why I love Clay's show. There you go. Fearless prediction from Joe Costanzo. Scott Frost leads the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers to the Big Ten title in his first year as head coach. That would be. That's a fearless prediction. Those are the kind of predictions we're going for. Also, lots of reactions from a variety of different subjects out there. This, The couple are uh, are pretty outstanding. This one, and I should have thought of this, Rod writes in and says, Clay, have you ever been gambling with the wife looking over your shoulder Every time I'm winning, she's saying, cash out, cash out, cash out. And I'm saying, go away, please. The cards are hot. You can't win. I almost, I, it's, it's a great example. My wife, uh, we were down, the last time we were in a casino, I was on a great run, just killing it. And my wife is standing over my shoulder. We're playing blackjack. She won't even play, right? Because I, when she sits down next to me, she won't listen to me on basic probability right so she's got a 10 and a 2 and the dealer is showing a 5 let's say and i say no 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 don't hit sit here she says why i said well the probability is on your side she said but i might get a good card it's like i women like they don't believe in probability i don't understand it and my wife is pretty good at math and then she gets mad at me for telling her things 
I'm like, so I was ready. I was like, I'm done. Sorry. Like, I, like you take whatever money you want. So she gets up from the table eventually, and then she just stands over my shoulder and questions every decision that I make. I feel like this isn't just me either because I see other men playing cards. Obviously, Rod has said his wife is the same way. The wife is right there on the shoulder questioning everything. Like, I know how to count. This is not a complicated decision. I don't need you yapping in my ear when I'm sitting on 16 trying to decide whether I'm going to hit a card or not. And then immediately Monday morning quarterback, oh, you should have stayed on 16. Well, yeah, now I guess I got a face card and I got 26. Yeah, if I had known that was going to be a face card, I would have stayed on 16. But I might have gotten a 4 or a 5. That's why it's a difficult decision. Man, uh, the other thing out there, uh, let's see, this is a pretty good one too. My wife, it's the third day of school. My wife's a school teacher wife, Michael says, and I already know every kid's name in her class, their social security numbers, and their entire family situations. Poor bastard. I'm not surprised. We're taking fearless <laughs> predictions, 877-996-6369. But first, let's bring in Eddie Garcia, find out what's shaking in the world of sports. Well, Clay, we'll give you a Geico scoreboard. We'll start with college football. Thursday night, number 21, Central Florida, open up its season with a 56-17 win on the road at UConn. Golden Knights have now won 14 in a row, dating back to last year. It's the nation's longest winning streak. It was also their first game without head coach Scott Frost, who left for Nebraska. Also wins for Texas A&M in their first game with Jimbo Fisher. As head coach, Oklahoma State, Utah, Minnesota and Northwestern edged Purdue in a Big Ten game. 31-27 was the final in that one. Some baseball games of note. Diamondbacks over the Dodgers 3-1. Arizona now with a game and a half lead on Colorado atop the NL West. L.A. drops two back in the NL West and two and a half back in the NL Wild Card. Rockies fall to the Padres 3-2 in 13 innings. 11 innings for the Brewers to get by the Reds. 2-1 Milwaukee now with a two-game lead on Colorado for the final Wild Card spot in the National League. Cubs over the Braves 5-4. Chicago's lead on St. Louis in the NL Central. Remains at four and a half games with the Cardinals keeping pace. Thank to a 5-0 win over the Pirates. Angels down the Astros 5-2 while the Mariners beat the A's 7-1. So Houston still has a two-and-a-half game lead on Oakland in the AL West race. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Back to Clay Travis and the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. It is, in fact, the Geico Outkick Studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier i'm also supposed to tell you this and you should probably know it. it's college football weekend don't drive drunk because everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk people could get hurt or killed you could get arrested incur huge legal expenses or even lose your job if you think drunk driving is no big deal you couldn't be more wrong drive sober or get pulled over fearless predictions college football opening saturday tomorrow cody flood louisville beats alabama and the college football world is introduced to quarterback Jawan pass that would be a fearless prediction. Uh, Zach Fortner says uh, DeAndre Francois wins the Heisman. That would be pretty bold. And Phil Edwards says NC State wins the ACC. we got a lot of your calls. Let's roll through them. Who am I going to first? Mia in Iowa. What's up, Mia? Hey, good morning, you guys. I just got a lot of love for you. Clay, you don't need to do those, those teases. And uh, I am laughing so hard this morning with this conversation. You guys are right on target. I just say don't change a thing. You're, you're, you're solid gold. Mia, are you married? No, actually, I'm I'm 36. I'm single. I've never had a husband or kids. I have a Labrador Retriever. I, I love guys. I just haven't found one that's not so needy yet. What's the closest you've ever been to being married? Have you I been engaged? engaged? 
I was engaged, and then I was like, no, I, I want some freedom, so peace out. What did you do with the ring? I have it. What should I do with it? Oh, you didn't give it back to him. I tried. He said it's yours. He's too nice. Oh, wow. What does he do now? Uh, he works for the, the federal government. So 36 signals. So do you think that if I was 15 minutes late to the dentist, would your first thought be that's your fault, or would you blame the dentist? Oh, that's the dentist's fault. Yeah. I waited for 30 minutes for an appointment this week. I, I think that the dentist is wrong. I think you're in the right there. What do you I think? think? You do you have any dentist. Yeah, do you, uh, maybe so. Do you have any fearless predictions for uh, college football? I do. I work for the University of Iowa, so I think that the Hawkeyes will win nine games. Oh, that's bold. That's good. Thanks for the call, Mia in Iowa. Uh, the Hawkeyes winning nine games would be pretty bold. You know, I got to tell you, one of the most enjoyable games last season, watching Iowa hang 55 on Ohio State. Oh, I loved that game. I just loved watching Iowa pour it on. I loved the vacant, absent expression from Urban Meyer. Maybe he really does have memory issues because he certainly couldn't figure out how to stop Iowa that day. Uh, Cole in Kentucky. Cole, what's up? Hey, uh, Tennessee sucks. Florida sucks. Um, Kentucky's going to go 9-3 and three and play Alabama for the SEC championship. Cole, that's a very fearless prediction. Uh, what would you do if Kentucky actually won the SEC East? I would cry and drink a ton of beer. <laughs> I do that already. That's how I finish off every night. Uh, Cole would cry. You know what? I, I would like to see... So, so in the SEC... I believe I am correct in this. I know I'm correct in the SEC East. Kentucky and Vanderbilt have never won the SEC East to advance to the SEC championship game in a quarter century now. We're getting old of SEC title game, SEC title games never happen. In the West, I believe I am correct that the only school that has never been to the SEC championship game in the West, I mean, I'm leaving aside Texas A&M, because they've only been in the league for a few years. Missouri, obviously, has already won the SEC East, which has to make Kentucky and Vanderbilt fans just sick to their stomachs. They've won it twice. A&M has not been. But I think I'm correct that Ole Miss is the only school from the SEC West that has not been to the SEC championship game. And right now, if you're an Ole Miss fan and you're listening to me, you're thinking, I guarantee you, about the game you had against LSU when Eli Manning was dropping back to pass, got tripped by his own offensive lineman, and fell, I think, on a fourth down play, if Ole Miss had won that game, they would have been in the SEC championship game. You want to talk about Ole Miss football over the last 25 years summed up in a single play? It's having Eli Manning, who would go on to win two Super Bowls, the son of Archie Manning, your patron saint of greatness in Oxford, Mississippi, on a fourth down play, dropping back to pass to win the SEC West and tripping over his own offensive lineman's leg so that he ends up not able to complete that pass. That's Ole Miss football in a nutshell. Jared, Where is Jared calling from? Jared in South Carolina. What's up, Jared? Hey, I'm in South Dakota. Uh, I just, my Hold on a sec. That, uh... Hold on a sec. You are in South Dakota. That is nothing. It is, I used to give Jason Martin, our old producer, problems about this. Boy. Danny G, defend yourself. How did you mess up South Carolina and South Dakota? First of all, in a couple of months, there's only been two 
uh, miss things typed, and that's one of them. I don't know. I had South Carolina on the brain for some Yeah, that's reason. a big whiff. That's a, that's okay. a Jason Martin-esque fumbled ball as you're that's trying fine. to get the end I'll take that for a Friday. But the volume of calls that come in and talking on the microphone and juggling five things at oh. once. Oh. That's not that bad of a oh. whiff. You can get by that. If you, this is, this if is you amazing. Tease, it's amazing to me. If you can tease next hour on next, this show. then I can type in <laughs> South Carolina for South Dakota. You would Dakota. think that answering that J-Mart was like this all. You would think that answering the phone and saying, what's your name and where are you from? That's is not, the most no, no, challenging no. thing no. we've got to do. That's not all it is, though. I type in the information two different times, once for the screen here. Once for you in the chat room, which we got to keep telling Clay, Clay, look at the chat. Clay, look at the chat. And what does Clay do? Who do we got next? Who's this? Who? It's in front of you on the screen. So those are the two things Sometimes the chat's the not updated, and sometimes <laughs> it's not accurate. Okay, but there's a lot of moving parts. It's not just as simple as typing in two things, and then it's done. You have to screen the person, make sure they sound I good want, enough to get wait, on, on this Marconi Award-winning show. I want... The greatest telephone answerer of all time. <laughs> and I will pay you out of my own pocket, out of the bonus from all these ads that we're doing. <laughs> I want who, whoever the Michael Jordan is of answering phones and figuring out what people's name is and what state they are from. I want that dude or I want that girl and I want them to dominate. Well, I want you're going to have flawless- to settle for Scottie Pippen right now. You're not Scotty Pippen. Day. You're Judd Bushler right oh, now when it comes really? to answering phone calls. So you've had a lot of problems with the phone since I've been here, have you? Ja- Jared yeah, in South Dakota. Jared in South Dakota. Hey, uh, my bold prediction: uh, Texas Tech wins nine games with the number one defense in the Big Twelve. You know, I got to tell you the truth. If Texas Tech has the number one, well, first of all, there's no defenses in the Big 12. So being the number one defense in the Big 12 is like being the best looking girl in what's the ugliest state in the union? What do you think? I was trying to think, I was trying to make this analogy work. What, what do you think has the ugliest girls in the country? Jared, you got a guess? That's West Virginia. I see. West Virginia is an easy punchline, but it's a lot of Southern (laughs) girls in West Virginia. I think the ugliest girls. I think it would be somewhere where they're more likely to be fat and it's cold. I'm going to go with Maine. I think Maine has the ugliest girls in the country. How many stations are we on in Maine? How many affiliates did we just lose? I think we're on a bunch of places in Maine. I think Maine probably has the ugliest girls. They're 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 it's cold. They're not going outside. It's uh it's also like the northeast where I feel like the girls are not as good looking as they are on the west coast or the south. My wife is from the Midwest, and I've already said enough to make her not sleep with me this weekend. So I'm going to try. The Michigan has a lot of really good-looking girls, especially like my wife. Uh, so yeah, that's a bold call. That's a bold call. Texas Tech. The point is here: nobody plays defense in the Big Twelve. So saying you're the best the best defense in the Big Twelve is a little bit like saying you're the best-looking girl in Maine. Uh, it ain't that much of a compliment. <laughs> I think that's probably good. <laughs> Quick update here. When we come back, Ben in Virginia, JP in Jacksonville, Tim in Chicago, all holding for you, Clay. Yeah, all right. Are these people actually where you said they are, or is this just totally wrong? 50-50 chance. Next hour, next on OutKick, the coverage. Be sure to catch live editions of OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Roberto, we're playing self-esteem here for the girls in Maine that I just took shots at. Exactly. 
I don't even think the girls in Maine are going to argue with me. I think they're looking around. They're like, yeah, you know, my girlfriends were kind of ugly. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Summer's here, which means it's time to get to the ballpark. But without a working car battery, you'll be watching from the couch. Luckily, AutoZone offers free battery testing so you can be a part of the action. With free services from AutoZone, you can't lose getting the zone AutoZone. Most people say you need to be accessible. And, you know, like as you get uh, more successful, it's hard to remain accessible to everybody. And I just want everybody to know that I know, like, why the cage bird sings. I know a struggle. I want to share a struggle with you guys this morning. This morning, I woke up in my Florida beach house. And usually I have a banana every morning for breakfast. That's all I have. I have a banana. After the first hour of the radio show, I peel my banana. I sit there and I just eat my uh, banana like a happy monkey just kind of sitting here during the first break of the hour. No bananas in my Florida beach house this morning because we got in last night. And then I was like, well, you know what? I I don't have a lot of time because I'm driving into the studio here. And I'm like, well, DJ Big Boy, is he going to be here down in Florida in the Panama City Beach studio? Didn't have time to stop. And so I'm like, you know what I'll do? I will just buy food, buy breakfast out of the vending machine. End of hour one, I go to the vending machine to go buy breakfast, pull out my wallet. All I've got is a $100 bill. I can't even buy wow. anything from the vending machine because I have too much money for the vending machine. What so a, what a, a lot of people out there, they say, Clay Travis, you don't know why the cage bird sings. You don't know of all the struggles that everybody's going through. And I just want to say, I'm not eating breakfast this morning. So, I mean, a lot of you have had breakfast. I have money, but I have no breakfast. So basically, uh, I know what everybody else out there struggling this morning feels like. I'm in touch. Message, I care. Uh, JP in Jacksonville, what's up? What's up, Hey, quick, quick, uh, bull predictions. Uh, UCF finishes undefeated again. We're left out of the playoffs as usual. Mackenzie Milton wins the Heisman. But I was also calling in, uh, LeBron's show, The Shop, debuted this week on HBO. Curious if yeah. you, if you saw it, if you read about it. I, uh, I thought it was terribly boring. Uh, I can appreciate yeah. the candor, but I thought it was just terribly boring. It's interesting you mentioned that. I haven't watched it. Like, I have no time to watch shows. So if I'm going to watch a show, like I'm sitting down to start watching Ozark now because I hear it's amazing and also because I hear Succession is amazing. So I wait for people now. I don't want to buy into a show until I hear it's good. I heard LeBron's uh, barbershop show was awful. I saw the ratings. Actually, Jason Whitlock's going to join us in hour three, and he texted me. He was like 200, and and we're probably going to talk about this some, 230,000 people watched that show. That is an awful rating for HBO. So in addition to, I I heard, like, I saw ESPN talking about it all day yesterday, and I saw Whitlock, like, savage it because everybody was sitting around with, like, goblets of red wine drinking, and Jon Stewart was, for some reason, the only white dude there, like, awkwardly sitting on a couch. Like, I, I heard that it was bad, but I didn't see it. So, no, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Tim in Chicago. What's up, Tim? Clay, the struggle is real. I'm up at the lake house and there were no groceries and all the grocery stores were closed. I mean, you know the feeling. I mean, it is tough to have to be in your second home. Yeah, and you're in your second home and breakfast is not ready. I mean, uh, we know the struggle. I'm depressed. Um, I've laughed because, uh, my dentist is five minutes and I have seven kids. So imagine trying to, like, I'll do like four kids to the dentist on a, on a, you know, Tuesday morning at 8.30. And if I get there at 8.37, they'll be like, uh, you got to reschedule. And I'll be like, are you serious? Oh, then, you, then wait, course, you have seven? How many of them are yours? They're all mine. All the same wife. No twins. 17 to 4. 17 to 4. 
Does your yep. wife root for you or against you, Tim? Oh, I would root against, against you if I had Every seven kids. Every time you bring up stuff like this, I laugh because leaving town last night, leaving Chicago to go to northern Wisconsin, she's like, why are you picking up the kids at school? You're going to cost yourself a half hour. That was a bad idea. You're going to sit in traffic. And it's like, do you want us to get there safely? Yeah. I, I with you. It's like she's rooting against. I, I I was like when we have to make a decision on what way to go to get on the interstate. I used to ask my wife uh, because I would ask her because if I made a choice and that basically the way you go to the interstate from my house, there's like three different ways and there's no great way, right? They're all pretty much the same. Which and it's even worse, really. There's two. Whichever one I pick, she would have said, "Why didn't you go the other way?" And if I, I mean, it's un- uncanny. So I, it's like, why are you rooting against me? Like, I feel like every wife is rooting against her husband. Why are they doing this to us? Mike in Modesto, California. What's up, Clay? It's just a dead fact. Wives are always everybody else's lawyer. You're in a large company in that situation, Clay. Let me say this though. Every fool knows who has kids. I have five myself. You never show up late to a doctor or a dentist, or you might as well just camp out. That's just the way it is, Clay. You know, as far as big predictions, my head tells me Nebraska won't do it for another two years for Frost. But because it's the big prediction show, the hell with it. Nebraska wins the Big Ten this year. Thank you for the time, Clay. Adrian Martinez, true freshman quarterback. That would be a hell hell of a pull for Scott Frost and Nebraska. Do hear more fearless predictions for college football. Justin Vance on Twitter, Duke wins 10 games. Um, let's see, Indiana University, a.k.a. IU. The Hoosiers win the Big Ten East. That's according to John Morrison. You can find me on Twitter. Uh, Eastern Car- East Carolina will win eight games, bouncing back from three bad years. Auburn, man, this is fun. UCF wins the national championship for a second year in a row, forcing Alabama to retroactively claim three more titles. Guess what? Next hour is next with Jason Whitlock. I'm Clay Travis. It's Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back. I'll kick the coverage Friday edition. One hour left in the show. I hope all of you are having fantastic Friday mornings. I'm doing well myself. Uh, you can, uh, this is the Geico Outkick Studios where you save Give them 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on your car insurance. And right now you can also come into Lowe's to get 10 to $40 off via rebate on select paint and primer, exterior stain and resurfaces. Offer valid through September 5th. Rebate varies. Exclusions apply. See store for details. We are taking your calls. Fearless predictions in college football. I gave you a fearless prediction last night. I said Central Florida is going to cover with ease. That was my blood bank guarantee, my tap the vein. Go sell your blood. You'll be in good shape. And guess what? We covered with ease. I hope you listen to me. And we have got a ton of different predictions rolling in on Twitter. I'm taking your calls to 877-996-6369. Um, uh, Rondell Moore from Purdue wins the Heisman, says Tom uh, Gross had 302 yards in the first half last night. I saw that. Then I went to bed. Um, let's see. Uh, Michigan goes 12-2, and says Adrian Toombs wins the Big Ten but loses first game of the playoff. And he has a second prediction, and that second prediction is you will get thrown off your new sports betting show for saying something too controversial before the first year is finished. Lock it in. Debut September 10th, 430. 
on FS1, 4.30 Eastern. Um, lots of different predictions. I can't even keep them up uh, with all of them, but you can find me on Twitter at Clay Travis. We're also taking your calls. Let me go to your calls. I'm also going to give you my blood bank guarantee. How's this for a tease? I will give you my blood bank guarantee for Saturday along with 12 other college football predictions in the final segment of the show today. Nice. All right? That is a hell of a tease. I'm teasing all the way through. And by the way, you want a tease that's going to make Scott Shapiro and Don Martin beam? I'm going to be at work Monday. So for all of you out there as you head into the weekend, I'm not taking Labor Day off. I'm going to labor on Labor Day. Kind of ironic that Labor Day would be a day that you would take off and not labor. I think we got to rename that day. Should not be called Labor Day. It doesn't make any sense. But I'm going to be working on Labor Day because that does make sense, given the name of the holiday. And as a result... You'll be able to hang out with me from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on Fox Sports Radio Live as we react to all of the games that will be taking place this weekend. Going to your calls, let's go to uh, Tim in Michigan. Tim, what's up? Thanks for taking my call, Clay. I love the show. Great show. Appreciate that. My uh, bold prediction, uh, Michigan gets it handed to them tomorrow night, South Bend. Because of that, they will finish below 500. Whoa. And our little brother down the street in Ann Arbor runs uh, Harbaugh out of town. Below now, that is a fearlessly bold prediction to go below 500. I'm not a Harbaugh guy, and even I think that's crazy. Eight and seven in his last 15, by the way, Jim Harbaugh is. If Michigan loses tomorrow to Notre Dame, Jim Harbaugh will have the same number of losses in the last 16 games as Urban Meyer has in his entire tenure at Ohio State. Bart in also in Michigan. Bart, what's up? Clay, my bold prediction is that you hit over 60 percent. Of your gambling oh. pick. Fingers crossed. They, I, that I, I is would, bold. I would, so here's the deal. I've been putting up gambling picks for, this is the sixth year. And people can go back for college football and they can look at every gambling pick I have made for six straight years. They're all up on OutKick. And last year was the first year in five that I was below 500. It was a crappy season. I went 49% on the season. And people just, there were a lot of haters out there in these Twitter streets. They were rooting for me to fail. And it's probably my wife was one of them. If you've been listening to the show, you know that wives root for their husbands to fail. I don't know why it is, but wives are sitting along, they're riding co-pilot, and they are just waiting for something to complain about. And maybe it was because my wife was rooting against me. But this year, I appreciate that. Bold prediction from Bart. He's on Team Respect the Picks. He's on Team Get Rich Kids. I respect that. Blood bank guarantee already hit. Made a lot of money for the people out there. I said, take Central Florida. Big time win. Michael in Pennsylvania. What's up, Michael? Hey, um, I guess this is kind of piggybacking on Tim who just called in, but my bold prediction is Michigan State returning 19 of 22 starters will win the Big Ten East, win the Big Ten, and make it into the college playoff. Good call. Look, I think the Big Ten is going to be a little bit wide open. I really do. And I think part of that is because of the Ohio State mess that's going to continue to grow. Did you see the board of trustee member resign because he said that the penalty of three games was way too low for Urban Meyer? Bold move by that guy. That took some intestinal fortitude and some balls of steel to resign from the Ohio State board of trustees because you didn't think the football coach was held accountable for his misdeeds. I got to give props there for making that decision. Travis in Maryland, what you got for me? 
So I've been on this game for months, even before all the Urban Meyer drama. But I think go down to Jerry's world end of September, TCU will pistol whip Ohio State and send their season into an uproar before even before Urban Meyer comes back. Yeah, you know what, Travis? I was thinking about this, and I was talking with one of my buddies about this. I actually think it would be better for Urban Meyer if Ohio State loses to TCU. And some of you out there are like, record scratch moment. What are you talking about? I think that if Ohio State loses to TCU, the amount of attention on Ohio State diminishes substantially when Urban Meyer comes back because Ohio State will be a borderline top 10 team then and their margin for error will have been diminished substantially. I think the more successful Ohio State is this year, the more pressure and attention will be on Urban Meyer and Ohio State. I think for, I'm not even kidding about this. I think for Urban Meyer, them losing to TCU and then losing an early game, like game five, I think they play against Penn State. I think that would be the best thing that could happen to Urban Meyer because it takes Ohio State out of the national discussion. If they lost to TCU and then they lost early to Penn State, which I think is game five of the Ohio State schedule, they have to go on the road in Happy Valley against James Franklin. I think that would be the best thing that could happen to Urban Meyer because then nobody's going to sit around and talk about him. He's not going to make the playoff probably not going to win the Big Ten East because then they'd have to run the table and they'd have to hope Penn State loses and everything else. Just keep that, kind of put a pin in that idea. And Gary Patterson's a hell of a coach. It wouldn't be a surprise at all if TCU won that football game. Doug in Nashville, what you got for me? First time, long time. I'm uh, heading into Nashville as we speak. I was going to bring you a banana, but apparently you're out of town. Um, I want to know if you can tell me what is with people hanging out in the left lane in this state uh, going 20 below the speed limit. Why does it stick you know, out from all the other states I go to? Where else do you drive around a lot, Doug? Like you travel all over the place? I did, yeah, I did 13 states over Christmas, 3,500 miles. Uh, you know, I'm coming from Texas where they drive like Looney Tunes down there, and I get to, back to Tennessee. I wanted to give you guys the benefit of the doubt because I was like, maybe it was Christmas. But here we are again, you know, eight months later and i'm seeing the same thing everybody's just i you know i could i could uber you know order you an uber eats banana and send it to you right now while i'm on the road i won't but yeah. you know what i mean yeah no i appreciate that you, you know i this drives me insane and we're on in all 50 states and there's a lot of police officers thank you for putting your lives on the line for us that listen to us every morning all over the country i gotta tell you this if i ran for president or i ran for governor One of the things I would insist on is pulling over slow drivers who drive in the far left lane. Because my theory on this is that if you drive in the far left lane well below how you should be speeding, right? Like in the left lane, you should be going the fastest, it's a passing lane. You create more dangerous situations behind you by far than the guy or girl out there who is speeding. By which I mean, and I just drove down... I was in the car seven hours yesterday driving from Nashville down to uh, to Florida for the weekend. And I got to tell you, the amount of people I saw driving slowly in the left lane who were making people change the lane and aggressively move in other lanes to get back in front of them is without parallel. It drives me crazy. The far left lane slow driver should be getting pulled over instead of the speeder. 
I think they are the real danger on our nation's interstates. And by the way, while I'm on this rant, why did they decide to fix every, every, every part of the roads in that Birmingham, Alabama at the same time? You ever have a city that you just can't drive through without having to sit in a, in a long, uh, traffic jam and it's not a huge city. Like if I'm driving in LA and I get stuck in a traffic jam, all right. Los Angeles County, it's an amazing stat, has more people than 41 of the states in the country. It's hard to not have traffic jams when you have as many people in LA as you do. When I'm in New York, I expect that I'm going to have to sit in some traffic jams because New York City and that area is filled with people. When I was trying to get to the U.S. Open this year out at Shinnecock Hills, and Gottlieb and I were in that Uber and we left for Manhattan, and we were in an Uber for like eight hours, it felt like, I was like, you know what? This is kind of what happens on one of these long drives in New York. You just have to sit in traffic. There shouldn't be traffic issues in Birmingham, Alabama. You should be able to drive through that city in 15 minutes every day, all the time. Whoever's in charge of the interstates in Birmingham, that person needs to be executed at dawn, at you know what? executed at the center field, of the first Alabama home game. I don't know who's in charge of the interstates, but I guarantee you, biggest roar, Nick Saban when he runs out on the field. Second biggest roar, when they decapitate the guy who's in charge of the interstates in Birmingham, Alabama at midfield right beforehand. You know, they parachute a guy in sometimes with the football, and everybody's like, oh, wow, look at that guy parachuting in with the football. Oh, I'm psyched now for the football game. Think about how much more psyched people would be if some guy got Ned Starked who was in charge of all the interstates in Birmingham right before they kicked off in Alabama. I'm telling you, standing ovation. Pick that guy's head up, carry it off, find a new traffic czar. Needs to happen. I think Jason Whitlock's up with us next. Have I done all the ads, Danny G? The next ad is next. <laughs> the next. Ad. Do I actually have an ad that I'm supposed to do here? i got to pull up the ads. i got to give credit to our ad people. We started doing this show, there were no ads on it. I would come in, I'd be like, how do they make money on this show? There's no ads. What, what am I supposed to do? I just sit here and twiddle my thumbs. Now we got so many ads, I can't even keep up with all of them. Ah, everybody's got a to-do list. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea. Let's add, save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket. It just may be the most rewarding to-do you do today. Clay Travis, up next. Jason Whitlock, next hour next on Fox Sports Radio. Rolling back in, smashing pumpkins, Roberto spinning the hits. Taking your fearless predictions in college football. Tons of them rolling in. Sam uh, Holub, I think that's how you pronounce it, says, my bold prediction. Minnesota goes 10-2, and wins the Big Ten East. Urban Liar leaves Ohio State, and P.J. Fleck takes over. That would be a series of bold, really, predictions. Uh, let's see. Miss G says, uh, fearless prediction. Arizona wins the Pac-12. It's a little bit fearless. be hell for a uh, hell of a start for Kevin Sumlin. I think the Pac-12, if Washington isn't head and shoulders above everybody, and we'll see. We'll get our first read on Washington Saturday night in Atlanta against Auburn, that maybe there could be a wide-open Pac-12 out there. 
John says, my bold prediction, ESPN issues an apology before tonight's game to Tom Izzo and Mark D'Antonio after yesterday's findings, the NCAA announcing there were no issues connected to Larry Nassar for Michigan State of an NCAA perspective. And if you remember, the way that ESPN covered that Michigan State story was as if D'Antonio and Izzo were going to lose their jobs. That obviously did not end up happening. And my fearless prediction, my fearlessly bold prediction was, uh, what did I say as we started this show? I said that LSU is going to go six and six and that as a result, Ed Ogeron's going to get fired and Lane Kiffin is going to be hired to be the next coach at LSU. That was my fearless prediction as we rolled into the show. We got Jason Whitlock queued up. He's ready to roll, uh, at Whitlock Jason on Twitter. I saw your fearless prediction, Jason Whitlock. Ball State's going to win the uh, the national championship. We're going to be in contention, Clay. Chirp, chirp. We're going to be in contention. Uh, <laughs> we looked good last night. Looked smooth. Riley Neal threw for nearly 300 yards, completed 23 or 30 pass. Very tough Central Connecticut State team that a lot of people don't <laughs> understand how much talent they had. But uh, we got off to a great start. Yeah, I uh, won a little bit of uh, props this morning. You have been... Much like my wife, rooting against everything in the Clay Travis universe. And uh, by the way, is the reason you're not married? My theory is that wives are like re- diva receivers who, like, when a quarterback makes a bad throw, the wife just throws her shoulder, like, her hands up and is like, "What are you doing? Like, what? Like, everything that I do." I want to start with this. You you may have been in this situation before. Yesterday, I went to the dentist. I roll into my dentist's office. I get caught in a traffic jam in Nashville. I got my seven-year-old with me. We are 15 minutes late. I walk in. The two of us have a joint appointment because we try to get the joint appointment so it makes sense for both of us to be there. And the front desk lady says, I'm sorry, you guys are too late. You have to reschedule. Mm. Should the dentist have worked me in? Yeah, I think so, particularly with a seven-year-old kid. She should have just overlooked your irresponsibility and thought about the kid. Would Sean King have called that racism? <laughs> well, probably without a doubt. <laughs> uh, well, hey, I do to... want to congratulate you on your blood bank pick. That's what Getting I was going to. a good start. Uh, congratulations on that. I, I'm, I'm, I regret not seeing the pick beforehand. I could have mocked it and it probably would have went the other way. Uh, Central Florida covers with these. I got another blood bank guarantee for people in the final segment of the show this week. All right. So, uh, you, let's get people some, uh, some plugs in out here. Your show, cause it has been doing so well. Speak for yourself is expanding to 90 minutes. You are going to be on now with Marcellus Wiley as your new co-host. Uh, the new time, I believe you will be on at three o'clock Eastern noon Pacific. How excited are you for an expanded speak for yourself? I'm very excited. I'm excited to work with Marcellus. Marcellus's ball of positive energy, uh, very smart Ivy League graduate, played in the NFL, great sense of humor, uh, is a guy that, you know, can talk, you can have fun with, a guy you can have serious conversations with, a guy you can, you know, joke around with, uh, Amazing, you know, television talent that I, you know, I think he did a great job with Sports Nation, but I'm not sure if it was the right vehicle to, to show off all of his talent and skill. 
and so I, I think that this expanded 90 minutes speak for yourself is going to be the perfect vehicle to for people to see all of uh, what Marcellus has to offer as a TV personality. Very excited to work with him. You know, love working with Colin. Uh, but you know, I, I think for Colin doing that three-hour radio show uh, was a is a heavy lift. And then w- with us coming on now right after Colin's show. To, to ask Colin to try to do a fourth consecutive hour of TV or another 90 minutes of TV right after a three-hour radio show would have been unfair. So, I, you know, this is the best of you know best thing that could happen is having a Marcellus available to uh, replace Colin and work with me. And so I'm just very excited. Yeah, it's well-deserved to expand the show. Collins killed it and will continue on his three-hour show. You guys will be on for an hour and a half, and then Rachel Benetta, his cousin Sal, Todd Furman, and myself will all be on with the gambling show. I'll be making everybody rich the moment that you guys go off on Speak for Yourself. We'll be on at 4.30 Eastern. A lot of people have been out there talking about how important the Donald Trump stimulus was to the economy. I'm telling y'all, you ain't seen nothing yet. My gambling picks are going to be the greatest addition to the economy since the New Deal. I'm just telling you. Franklin Roosevelt, big deal, the New Deal. The Clay Travis blood bank guarantee is going to blow it out of the water. I I may flip and go from mocking the blood bank to supporting (laughs) the blood bank because... You know, I'm going to write off all those picks last year and the year before just because (laughs) you weren't on TV. So now that you know that, you know, people are actually going to be watching your picks and taking your picks seriously, maybe you'll take your picks seriously, put the homework in, and this Central Florida pick that last night won't be a fluke and aberration. It's the start of the Clay Travis hot streak. There we go. I like I like the optimism. We're talking to Jason Whitlock. Follow him on Twitter at Whitlock Jason. Go listen to him uh, and watch him on SFY. So I got to give you props here. We were out. We had dinner. Uh, was it Saturday night? We had dinner Saturday night. You, me, Todd Furman in MGM. Great steakhouse. I can't even remember what the name of the steakhouse Craft was. Steakhouse. Craft Steakhouse. That's right in MGM. And. We ordered some steaks. Like, we had it all sliced up and shared in the center of the table, a bunch of different steaks. It was the best steak I've ever had. And I'm still thinking about that steak the next morning. I was on the drive down to Florida yesterday, and I was telling my wife, hey, we went out to dinner, and we had these... Un- and this is, goes by the way again to my wife rooting against me. I was like, she was like, well, where's the steak from? And I was like, well, I think it was from Japan. And she said, I don't think they have very good steaks in Japan. I said, I think that's where Wagyu beef is from. Yeah. And, and she was like, I don't think they have very many farms. I was like, why are you arguing with me about where the steak came from? I'm just telling you that I had the best steak ever. And what kind of steak was it? Was it A5? A5 Wagyu at Kraft Steakhouse. The filet was your favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was like we butter. We also had the New York Strip. And then we, we had the ribeye. And then uh, Jamie, my host, came over and insisted that we order the uh, skirt steak. Oh, it's That's the right. greatest, but obviously it's the best steak. And you know, the, skirt, the skirt steak was good, but it was the fourth best steak we had. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look, I mean, it was a very good steak. Most of the time you would have had the skirt steak and been like, damn, this was a good steak. I got to tell you, the filet I thought was the best. You could have an argument over all three of them. But the filet, this steak was like butter. I mean, it was the most tender, most amazing steak I ever had. So I want to thank you publicly for that and also give a shout-out to Kraft. It was worth the money. Sometimes you see the price on a menu, and you're like, ah, I don't know if that one's substantially better than this one or whatever it is. This thing 
was phenomenal. The A5 Wagyu uh, Wagyu steak from Kraft at MGM, best steak I've ever had in my life. I've I've, I've had and I've been eating a Kraft steak for twelve years, a long time, and I've taken a lot of people to Kraft and had them get the A5 <laughs> Wagyu. I've had one person, one person not like it, and it was my <laughs> Isaiah Thomas, the basketball legend, and he just said. It was too rich. It was. He said, "This is too good. This is not the taste that I expect in a steak." He said it was too good. That's why he didn't like it. That's <laughs> first of all. I don't know if I can trust Isaiah Thomas's opinion on anything, knowing that he didn't uh, like the A five Wagyu. No, that, dude, I, I can actually see that argument though. Like, I I grew up going to like Ryan's Steakhouse in Sizzler, and I bet Isaiah Thomas did too. There's a big difference between the Ryan Steakhouse fillet and the uh, and the A5 Wagyu. And if you're not expecting it, I can see where you can be like, "Hey, this is too good." It's like sometimes people get chocolate, and if you're like a hardcore chocolate person, sometimes that expensive chocolate. I've been there. You have it, and you're like, "Man, this is not as good as a Snickers," because you're so used to having a Snickers bar over the days, and then you get some high end chocolate. I've kind of been there too, so maybe I understand that one. All right. Speaking of high end, you delivered a devastating, unbelievable, rip his heart out and hold it up in front of him, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom style beatdown of LeBron James over this uh, over this new barbershop show that aired on HBO. I have not watched it, but when you told me they were drinking red wine out of goblets in the barbershop, I, I literally spit out the drink. I was drinking water, and I was like, that can't be real. What in the world's going on with this show? Nobody watched it. You were I, you you tweeted out the ratings I saw. Um, what is HBO doing with this show? Break it down for people who may not have seen it. What in the world's taking place here in the world of LeBron? I, I just think this go. I, I had I haven't said this on TV, but when I evaluate it, I, I think it's consistent with a mistake that I see people make time and time again. People are building their television careers around Twitter, that they're programming, and all of their thoughts are, how's Twitter going to feel about what we do on TV? And I've seen, again, this will sound like harsh criticism. I'm just being honest of what I see in this industry. I feel like, like Bill Simmons has adjusted his media persona to fit Twitter. I mean, here's a guy that grew up, uh, or his career started as politically incorrect as anybody in the business, and now he's gone very PC, and I think it's because of Twitter. And so when he went and did an HBO TV show, it, it was it had kind of a woke perspective. And if you remember, Bill's show started out with he and Ben Affleck, and Ben Affleck cursing up a storm. Oh, yeah. Very profane. And it came out of the box, and you know it made some noise uh, because he Ben Affleck was so profane, and people criticized it. But the ratings weren't good. The show wasn't smart enough. It was profane and 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 you know allegedly kind of edgy, but people didn't watch. And so LeBron James comes in, same deal, very profane, crude, dumbed down show, and even less people watched. And if you just look around at your narrative on what's gone on with ESPN and all the shows that 
are built around pleasing Twitter and being very woke and getting retweeted on Twitter and liked on Twitter and celebrated on Twitter, they're not working. People aren't, sports fans aren't attracted to that. And so at some point, these television executives are going to have to acknowledge that, that that's not what sports fans are looking for. It's off-brand. And so I don't know if LeBron James understands why he's popular. It's the traditional sports fans that love to see his on-court excellence, which, again, athletes aren't into victimhood. Sports aren't into victimhood. In the sports world, you're taught, the values are taught in there, that you correct all the problems yourself. You don't blame the referees. You don't you don't cry foul like, oh, my God, I'm a victim. This is why we lost the game. There is no victimhood in sports. And that was so an amazing voice, with, by the way. <laughs> to come out on a television show and have just a group of millionaires who all have achieved amazing things to sit around with wine goblets and, and, oh, my God, I'm a zoo animal, and people ask me to dance. because That's because all you do is dance. That's how you present yourself. Oh, my God, every place else in the globe treats me better than America. Really? Really? I mean, quit lying. This is just isn't true. You know, all these other... Has France ever had a black president? Doug Gottlieb made a great point yesterday on my show. It's just not true. This isn't what people want. You're trying to appeal to Twitter and social media rather than the real world. It's a mistake. Why do you... Th- it's, a, it's a great question that... And I write about this some in my new book, that Michael Jordan was about dominating through excellence and trying, like, the idea of be like Mike, right, was I want to be as good as Michael Jordan. And if I put, and look, was it, was it, uh, you know, ridiculous that I thought if I wore Air Jordan sneakers, I would jump higher? Yes. But did I kind of believe it when I was a kid? Yeah, because I wanted to emulate Michael Jordan's excellence. I had a picture of Michael Jordan dunking from the free throw line on my wall somewhere along the way this idea of victimhood and when i was a kid my parents were like hey if the bully does something to you stand up to the bully right somewhere along the way in america we have gone from you don't ever want to be the victim of your story that's not to say sometimes you might not be a victim right but you don't ever want to seek out victimhood right to I feel like an era now where people want to be victims and where like looking out and saying, oh my God, look at everybody who is, uh, you know, like tr- arrayed against me, everybody and, and not against the us against the world, but like, does that make sense to you? Like somewhere along the line, it became a good thing to be a victim. Like you wanted that sympathy, you wanted that empathy. And that seems to me to be represent everything that sports is lined up against. There's no question about it. And look, I've been saying for years, and, and, and I've tried to, cause it's a very, my stance is very pro-black. For any of the woke people listening, my stance is very pro-black in terms of the best thing that another black person can do for, uh, another black person is excel and be excellent. Mm-hmm. At Oprah Winfrey, 
didn't sit around. And I'm sure Oprah Winfrey is a black woman. I'm sure she's experienced a lot of things. But it was her excellence and success that created opportunities for all kinds of other black women. She created so many careers for other black women and other black television personalities because she was so excellent and so successful. Michael Jordan elevated the entire NBA and made the NBA more profitable, and it benefited all the other players that came in behind him. It's excellence and success that creates the opportunity. And so I try to inspire people, focus on that. Yeah. Talk about your, be excellent, promote your excellence, and, and create the, the uh, narrative that there are other people just like you who can do the exact things you do, and people should go out and hire them and want to be associated with them. That's what happened with Michael Jordan. That's why a guy like Kobe Bryant like mimicked his entire career after Michael Jordan. And despite having a mishap in Colorado, Kobe Bryant is a celebrated superstar athlete and is going to make plenty of money post his career despite a, a big mistake in Colorado. But but Kobe Bryant, for the most part, has, he doesn't sit around and wallow and promote a victimhood narrative. And so, again, LeBron James is an excellent basketball player, but someone has convinced him to lean into his victimhood. And, oh, you you got to let people know that you've experienced the same thing as them and you're a victim like them. Well, LeBron James just hasn't experienced the same thing as the overwhelming majority of people in America and certainly black people in America because they weren't born with his gifts. And not even close. His size, his gifts, none of it. And so in ter- I just told, so I did a podcast yesterday with a kid from TMZ who's very woke and wanted to attack me and and I was like look man what they should be doing on that show with th- that many people that have achieved that many great things is they would be better off explaining to people here's how I was successful here's how I combated the unfairness that I saw in America here's what you should do to move ahead in American society that would be far more informative entertaining and authentic than a group of private plane millionaires on TV. Oh, my God. They treat Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers better than me. I just America's just so unfair because that's all BS. They don't treat Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers better than uh, LeBron James. People are sitting around worshiping. I mean, worshiping LeBron James like a godlike figure I don't see that kind of worship for Tom Brady. Uh, not even close. People lose their – if you criticize LeBron in any way, his worshipers and followers attack you as if you have uh, criticized God himself. And so I, I just – the point of view of the show, uh, I think, is wrong for developing a true following, and it's just dishonest, and I think it's – it's negative. It's a overall negative message. I think that's being sent out to young black people that that America is just so unfair that it's all it's damn near impossible for you to make it. And until white people treat you better, you you, you have it's hopeless. That's just a joke.
Straight fire from Jason Whitlock this morning. Watch him on Speak for Yourself. Thank him for coming on to the show. At Whitlock Jason on Twitter. Thanks, my man. We'll talk to you next week. Let me bring in Eddie Garcia. Find out what's shaking the world of sports. Here's your Geico scoreboard. We'll start with college football on Thursday, number 21 Central Florida. Rolls over UConn 56 to 17. That's 14 straight wins now for the Golden Knights. Also wins on Thursday night in season openers for Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, Utah, Minnesota, and Northwestern. In baseball games to note, Diamondbacks over the Dodgers 3 to 1. Arizona now with a game and a half lead on Colorado atop the NL West. LA falls two games back in the West and in the wild card race. They're also two and a half back. Padres lose to the Rockies, or since they beat the Rockies 3 to 2 in 13 innings. Brewers over the the Reds 2-1 and 11. Milwaukee now with a two-game lead on Colorado for the final wildcard spot in the NL. Braves over the Cubs over the Braves 5-4. Chicago's lead on St. Louis in the NL Central remains at four and a half games. Cardinals shut off the Pirates 5-0 to keep pace. Astros lose to the Angels 5-2. It was the A's falling to the Mariners 7-1, so Houston still with a two and a half game lead on Oakland in the AL West. Great news. There's a quick way for you to save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Now back to Clay Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. We are indeed. Call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. That's Geico.com. Final segment of the show. Up next, we discuss Whitlock's Jason, uh, Jason Whitlock's incredible LeBron voice plus my blood bank guarantee all the gambling picks. Get your pen next on Outkick. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Welcome back, Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. Montel Jordan knows TrueCar will show you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And summer's here, which means it's time to get to the ballpark. But without a working car battery, you'll be watching from the couch. Luckily, AutoZone offers free battery testing so you can be a part of the action. With free services from AutoZone, you can't lose. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We're always in the zone here. I'm telling you, Whitlock, uh, Jason Whitlock's visit with us has blown up Twitter. Everybody loving it. If you take the time to thank guests who you like on this show, if you like the show, the best thing you can do, go on, thank our guests, thank at Whitlock Jason, react to what he said, and uh, just go find him on Twitter and thank him for coming on and waking up early with us there on the West Coast in L.A. All right. Get the music, boys. It's time for me to make you rich with all my college football gambling picks. I'm going to give them to you. Get your pens. Get ready. We're going 13-0. and Guess who's back? It's time. A.K.A. Mr. Make It Rain on them. For Clay Travis to make us rich. I'm rich. Including the legendary, famous, well-known talk of the town, most celebrated. I'd buy that for a dollar. Blood. Bank. Guaranteed. We already hit last night one blood bank guarantee in the bank. Central Florida minus 23 and a half. What did I tell you? I wrote this on my website, outkick.com. What better way to celebrate Central Florida's national championship than with a Thursday night blood bank guarantee for college football's top 25 kickoff? Tap the vein, baby. Central Florida by 30 or more. Check the scoreboard. Central Florida by 39. 16 points margin there. Easy, easy win. Here we go. Early kickoff Saturday morning. FAU Oklahoma. Give me the fight in the lane. Kiffins plus 21 and the over. 
you want to be a real VIP, you sign up for Outkick VIP. You get these picks on Monday. Tennessee, West Virginia, the Vols, plus 10 versus the Mountaineers in the Gingivitis Bowl. I'm telling you right now, Tennessee covers. Auburn, minus two and the under. Run for the hills, Washington. You're going to get a whooping down in Atlanta. Auburn, minus two and the under, 48 and a half. Ole Miss, Texas Tech, the over. Neither team's got a defense. The over, 67 or 68. Michigan, Notre Dame, the fight in Harbaugh has got no chance. Notre Dame, minus one and the under. It's an ugly, low-scoring game. Bama. Bama is going to cover against Louisville, and the over is going to hit, and the blood bank guarantee for Saturday. The over for Alabama, Louisville. Vanderbilt taking on Middle Tennessee State. Vandy now minus three. Get rich, boys and girls. Vandy has won by four, 23 and 22 in the past three years against MTSU. Make it four years in a row. Easy cover. Miami. Going up against LSU, the under is the play, and Miami is the side. Those are your picks. Get rich, kids. I'm telling you right now, we are rolling, rolling, rolling. Going 13-0, baby. We're already 1-0. A lot more wins coming. And I am going to kill it. I appreciate all of you. This you has been... About that, Clay. And in, <laughs> my wife is on the opposite side of every game I just gave you. Zero doubt. Well played, bro. It's been a good show. I was told that we're probably going to set a record for August for most downloads ever of the show, and that's even though I took a week vacation. You guys are lining up and signing up in a big way. Make sure you seek out, seek out OutKick. Sign up for the podcast. Entertain yourselves over the long holiday weekend. We will be here on Monday. How's that a tease for you? We will be here on Monday, not taking Labor Day off. We'll be breaking down all these games. Follow me on Twitter at Clay Travis. I'll be hanging out with you throughout the games as well. College football is here. Rejoice. I hope all of you have a fabulous Friday. Thank you for spending it with us. This has been Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new-timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!